The Keys to Life podcast begin with the idea that women need access to sound wisdom, biblical truth, and practical keys to be empowered in their daily life. This is an offspring of Life Builder Seminars. The Keys to Life podcast is designed to help you transform your life by hearing and knowing the truth so you can walk in greater freedom than you ever thought possible. Life Builder Seminars was started by Dr. Kathy Guerrero nearly 25 years ago with a passion for creating a safe place for women to be equipped and empowered for life. As a counselor, pastor, business owner, and grandmother, Dr. Kathy's passion is to build and empower women. We are so excited you are here and can't wait to see what God has in store for you. Hello, everyone. I am so pleased that you have tuned in to Keys for Life broadcast. I'm telling you, this is such an honor to be here with you today. As always, I just know that we can empower one another. And of course, we're sponsored by Life Builder Seminars, and that's our, our absolute mission is that we want to equip and empower women for life. But listen, if you're a male and you're listening, we don't want to leave you out either. So we can make sure that you're equipped and empowered as well. Uh, I hope that you were able to listen to our last uh, podcast. Our topic was breaking the glass ceiling. And we're going to continue that today again with my uh, friend Leslie Vargas Faria. And she's uh, been in law enforcement for over 20 years, and she's a newly married woman. And so we're going to let her share a little bit about her journey with you. Uh, but I would really encourage you to go back and listen to our last broadcast podcast uh, as uh, something to build upon. So as we continue that topic today, Leslie, would you like to just say hello to our audience? Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> yes. And please just share a little bit about yourself with us. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you. It's, been an, it's an honor to be here today. Um, a little bit more about myself. I am the second oldest of mm -hmm. six children and come from a first generation Hispanic family from Mexico. And I'm just excited to share my story. Well, we're excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here, Leslie. So last time, just to give a little brief overview, there was so much in our last podcast, but we talked about what breaking barriers, glass ceilings was really all about and how that affects different areas and uh, that uh, we, we can have barriers to our advancement. Some of them are intangible barriers. Some of them are tangible, uh, but they can be traditions, biases, uh, just getting stuck in the status quo, social norms, age, gender, racial, educational arenas, just all of that sort of thing could just put that glass ceiling. And when we think about the glass ceiling, uh, that term comes from the fact that we can look through it and we can see what we want, but it's as if we're bumping our head on an invisible barrier that we just can't seem to get through. But you know, I, I didn't say this in our last podcast, but uh, one thing that you have to remember is that sometimes you have to bump yourself up against that glass ceiling and you don't really break it the first or the second or maybe the third or the fourth time that you you advance towards it. But you know what? You crack it. Yes. And every time you come up and you hit that glass ceiling again, pretty soon it's going to shatter. So please don't give up on getting through those things that seem to just stop you 
in your your position of moving forward. And then again, we talked about the thing that uh, sometimes uh, they can be self-imposed limitations, parenting, culture, your own personal identity, those sort of things. And uh, I want to just give a, a little heads up if you want to go back and listen to some previous podcasts. Uh, we dealt with one on the imposter syndrome. And that imposter syndrome can sometimes hold you back because you don't believe in yourself as much as you think uh, you're getting credit for. And so just those sort of things. But today I want to kind of continue in that same vein. And I I want uh, Leslie to just kind of talk to us a little bit about the fact of um, maybe relationships and breaking the glass ceiling of not being able to get through in relationships where you'd like to get. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that, Leslie, as a, a woman who's not a teenager and you waited quite a while to get married. So tell, tell us a little bit about your journey with that. Um, so I'm actually 41 years old and, um, you know, just kind of in a ways to be able to see yourself as a wife, mm-hmm. a mother, I think just having that vision, it's important to have it, not to give up on it. If that's in your heart's desires, it's not to give up what God has put in, in you. Good. Um, Good. So not, not to, not to throw away the dream that's in your heart. Absolutely not. And, and it's okay to pray about it and to give it to the Lord. And I think uh, for me, I would have to, every year at our church, they would say, what are you wishing? What are you praying for, for the next following year? And, I wrote it down. I think it's important to write down what those dreams are, what those visions are, what's in your heart. I said, because when you go back and you see it again, okay, you know what you're working towards. Good. Very good. So it's important to do that for yourself. Very good. You know, one thing I want to just pop in there before we go further is sometimes we can have dreams, uh, but they're they're in our imagination, but we're not preparing ourselves for them. Right. And we did touch on that a little bit last time, but I think it's so important that if we're talking about relationships, that we prepare ourselves for a good relationship. Yes. So if we're broken, then we're probably going to attract a broken person. Yes. So how do we deal with all that? I think it's just, for me personally, I went to, um, to a counselor and I talked to them and I worked through some of my family childhood trauma that I had and... And there's things that still come up, like triggers, mm-hmm. but now I know I can identify them. Oh, see, that's so important. That's I can identify good. them. Like, okay, I know it's not the person that I'm speaking to or my partner or my husband. Now it's like, okay, it's something inside of me good. that I need to address. And take responsibility, and take responsibility for, for That's so good. And again, pray about it. Give it to God. Very and, good. you know, maybe work through it with a friend that you trust. Because, you know, because again, it, if you don't share sometimes it, it becomes like part of shame. Oh, that's right? good. That's so good. So if you speak it, if you speak of the shame, it, it doesn't exist. It can't can exist. Right. Well, you know, what we identify, we can have authority over. Correct. Otherwise, it, it lays latent in a place and it'll always come back up and we don't even recognize it after a while. But, you know, one, one thing I'd like to suggest to our listeners as well is get yourself in a good support group. Yes. Um, you know, there are C- CRs, which is Celebrate Recovery, and they're a large organization, national organization. And I would really encourage you to even look up one of those. So it's not just for those that are stuck in addictive 
processes, but they're for those that have hurts, habits, and hang-ups is what they say. And so they'll help you to work through some things. There's some great materials. Uh, I have a lot of authors that I would suggest. Leslie, you and I were talking about it not too long ago, but who who would you suggest they get some books by? Um, As far as like dating relationships, Mm -hmm. I love Dr. Henry Cloud. Oh, I love that man. And he has a book called uh, How to Get how to get a date worth keeping. <laughs> now there's a good topic. Yes, and he has a podcast too on YouTube. So again, it's it's something that is reachable to anybody. So and good. If there's if again, if it's in your heart desires, then you can go out and seek it. And something maybe uh, hadn't been dating for a while, kind of stopped dating because I I saw it as a as a like just a chore. And I never went with this excitement. It's like oh, I gotta get ready. Okay, I'm gonna meet some other guy. And just giving yourself permission to feel excited. Good. It's important. I like that, giving yourself permission to do those things. That is very, very important. But, you know, I'm going to just kind of jump in with this thought just so that uh, we can always remember the fact. You know, people say that um, opposites attract. Yes. And that's true in personality. But if you're uh, looking for a lifelong partner then you're going to have to have the same core values. Yes. And so it's similar or same core values, even though personalities are, are, are different, so that we kind of complete each other in the personality area, but we can't have different core values, then we'll pull apart rather yeah. than moving together. So just one little thought for your yeah. processes, all you that are out there single and looking. Yeah, well, my husband, Greg, he is... The total opposite of me. He's the talker. He is Mr. Social Butterfly. And that's something that I love about him. Because he's the opposite of me. So I'm not afraid to take him to any work events. Because I know that he'll have a good time regardless. Beautiful. Um, But we do have the same core values. And I think that's something that I found very attractive um, of 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 him. Is because he, his family was important to him. That's good. And so that was what's important to me. That's so good. And, and you so we build on, on those that. similarities. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so very, very good. So in relationships, since, and since it took you a while to find the right mm-hmm. mate for you, your spouse, tell us a little bit about uh, that glass ceiling of, of dating and responsibility in dating and or the the lack of responsibility in dating or whatever it would be because there are so many uh, singles that are millennials you know and they're in their 30s Mm -hmm. hitting into their 40s some of them a little past that millennial stage and yet they're still single what what would you share with them from your own personal experience about that i think just again Mm self-reflection um you know what your unhealthy patterns are very good i i knew what my unhealthy patterns were and also I knew that things I needed to work on was being outspoken to what my needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because, again, to go back to childhood, I wasn't allowed to really express myself. So learning how to express yourself in a healthy way is important. Well, that's good. And to tell somebody what your needs are as a, as a woman and just working through that, it's important something that not everybody can do, but I've been able to identify that is, is what builds that relationship, that communication, mm-hmm. um, still working on that. And, but I know what I, my needs, what I need to work on. Good. Very and good. Being vulnerable. I think sometimes 
because we grew up in certain atmospheres or environments or have certain traumas in our life that we we might be have all these walls up mm-hmm. right and so we don't let anybody in and something that i did for a long time was that i don't need you i told that to myself i told that to a lot of people i don't need you so i can do this by myself <laughs> but independence independence in an unhealthy manner right so again those are unhealthy patterns that we ourselves kind of create but when i realized that that's what i was doing i learned i'm like okay i can't this is not the person who i want to be Very and good. so um just in prayer and asking the Lord to show me what is healthy, what does healthy look like? And I gave myself a year to be single and work on myself. Mm-hmm. Kind of the whole thing back to when I was in law, trying to become a police officer, give myself a year to get ready. I gave myself a year to heal. Good. To the things good. I need to be healed and, and show me what a healthy pattern was. And putting myself out there again mm-hmm. and not being afraid of re- rejection, being afraid of failure. It's going to happen in relationships. Um, but just going in with an open mind, like not every person that you're going to go into a date is going to end up in marriage. Right. So that's kind of what Dr. Cloud (laughs) talks about. Just go and have coffee and date many people, but not in a way where it's sexual, obviously, but healthy dating is means go, let's go have coffee. Let's have dinner. Because if you have different friendships, the right person's going to stand out in a crowd. Right. Very true. Very true. And you know, you have to watch them in different situations. Yes. Uh, because if if they're one way in one situation and another person, like Dr. Mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde, right. you don't want to get involved with that. So, And the only way you'll know that is to see how they are in different situations. Absolutely. But so, very it's, good. It's been friendships. It's just friendships. And again, it goes back to what you're told as a kid sometimes. Like there's an example even in friendships. My mom used to say, friends don't really exist. So again, it's what I was told at a young age that I was, you know, obviously my my older sister is my best friend, but I also didn't allow other people to become my best friends. Right. Okay. Which and is culture then. Culture, again. yes. And family patterns, which Could which be. really <laughs> builds a glass ceiling. Right. And so I realized that I had a my really good friend that we started together, my best friend Flo. Um, and I, you know, I remember thinking that I'm like, no, she is my best friend, you know, and I'm going to call her my best friend because mm-hmm. she would always call my bestie. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I, again, she is my best friend because she's had my back and, you know, crazy situations at work and where we would give our life for each other. And so that to me was important to realize like, no, this is my best friend or, you know, this is my family. This is going to be my husband. Allowing so people in. It's so important. good. So good. Very good. So uh in in that situation then uh not having the ability to allow people into your life and recognizing that that is a pattern that mm-hmm. you put up uh, do you think it's a a wise thing to have someone that you will allow just to speak into your life when you start putting your defenses up and they'll recognize it and they'll let you know oh absolutely okay um i think uh Having, like, my older sister, I can call her and be like, share with her. And mm-hmm. she can tell me the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Well, um, see, and now there's a big one. The truth <laughs> in love. Absolutely. And you should be in, you have to be in a position to where you're able to receive it. Because you know something's not working. 
Right. So insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. <laughs> How true that is. And so seeking counsel is okay for other people that are either are married. Because I would ask people, what makes marriage great for you? Good, good, you know? very good. Or somebody that's dating in a dating relationship, what is it that you guys love about each other? Very yeah. good. Learning good. what your love language is is important. Okay, so there's a good one. Mm -hmm. why, don't you, why don't you let our listeners in on a little secret about that book? Uh, the five love languages, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I think mine is quality time. I, I like when Greg sets time apart uh, where it's just him and I dating. Because, again, we didn't have the regular dating what other people would have uh -huh. because he already had his boys. And so um, dating is not the same for us. It's a little bit different where now we have to kind of put in our calendar, sit time apart for each other. That's so good. And that's something knowing that what's important for each other. That's and so be good. willing to put yourself in their shoes and be of service when you're in a relationship. That's very good, very good. And you know, uh, when when you look at the dynamics of this, because we have all these other single people in your same age category, mm -hmm. And now you've married a man who uh, had lost his wife and mm -hmm. he has two children, uh, which brings in a whole bunch of different dynamics. So I just applaud both of you for, for meeting that challenge yeah. and just embracing one another in that. But what would you say to some of our listeners that uh, maybe have a fear of, because of their age, marrying somebody that had been married before or has children or have grown children. How, how, what, what suggestion would you give to them concerning those areas? I think because of my age, I knew that I would most likely meet somebody that already had children. Mm -hmm. um, but just, again, how do they handle uh, situations where during critical times? Good. How, how do they treat others if there are with, if there's an ex-spouse What's their relationship like? Mm -hmm. That's important. Uh, because having worked uh, domestic violence and uh, that as a detective, I knew that I wasn't going to walk into to a relationship where there was a lot of drama. Very good. So understand there's a lot of drama. Okay, who, what's the root cause of who's the main person good. of that? Very good. Very um, good. And really being aware of that because uh, so many times... Uh, people have this Pollyanna attitude. They mm -hmm. think, well, I'll go into a relationship and I'll fix it. No. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way, no, does it, does it Leslie? No. It, it takes two to work right. through problems. But also, um, you know, I have two mother-in-laws, technically. Uh, Correct. Greg's mom and, you know, I have a relationship with um, the boy's grandmother. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Again, is how is the relationship walking into a situation very good. that's important very good very good so what what would you what advice would you give to to gals other than spending time and knowing their core values uh, I know in our talking mm -hmm. in past times you've talked about uh, just putting yourself out there and yeah. giving yourself permission but what what does that look like at times Doing things even when you're scared. Ah, that's good. I like that. See, that's um, good. Yeah, it's scary. Because fear is the glass ceiling. Right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's scary to um, meet somebody new and to be vulnerable and to share your dreams and your vision and um, where your needs are. That's scary sometimes as a woman. But 
do it afraid. Good. Because so you know good. what? You know, you have God on your side. And he's going to be the one guiding you through this relationship. He's going to let you know if this person is good for, good for you or not. That's because we so all important. have it inside of us. We 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 know the we can listen to the voice of God. You know when somebody's not good for you. That's so good. That's so and good. Sometimes it takes a takes a little bit of time to know that. But being obedient is what's important. Oh, you're so right. You know, sometimes I think we get so hungry for relationship right. that we ignore the voice the of flags. God, red flags, whatever it would be. We just ignore it because we just want a relationship right. so desperately. Uh, but we have to allow our first love yes. relationship with God, take that pri primary position and listen to him because he doesn't want you to get uh, tied up in something that will be problematic or Correct. just hurtful. And so very good. Yeah, very and I good. think that's one of the prayers that I had. I remember uh, the top prayer was like falling in love. I remember one of the years that um, I was believing. And I didn't realize that that year I fell in love with the Lord even oh, more. so good. And so knowing the, that love is like you would be able to recognize what real love is when you meet the right person. That's it. Oh, Leslie, mm -hmm. you just hit a million dollar out of the park one with yeah. that because... Uh, if we don't know the love of God, we really don't know what true love really yes. is. Very mm -hmm. good. So that that's a good key for all of you listeners. So take that one to heart and uh, just really pursue Him. And in pursuing Him, He will bring the right ones. Yes. And He'll. And when you meet people, you know, sometimes we think it has to be in a specific setting mm -hmm. where we meet people. But, you know, you can you can meet people when you're out shopping right. or anything. It's just mm -hmm. not that you have to be on the lookout. Like, you're, know, don't be on the hunt. Please no. <laughs> don't be on the hunt. But just be open to yeah. when you meet people. And have, have your, your discernment and your awareness mm -hmm. up so that you don't just chase after something. That's, Absolutely. To me, that would be one of the main, main, main key factors. But... So, uh, I, again, that's that's really uh, very uh, common glass ceiling mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, uh, because we only have a limited amount of time, so I, I kind of wanted to look at some other uh, women uh, that broke glass ceilings. Mm -hmm. And so this isn't in relationship, but it can be in so many other areas. You know, one of the persons that I always admire so much uh, that broke some glass ceilings was Mary Kay. And I'm sure most of us have heard of Mary Kay Cosmetics. Mm -hmm. But uh, she actually was very interesting because she had just retired from a uh, executive position in her job. And so she and her son, I believe, don't quote me on this, but it was believe it was something like they had $500 saved. And mm -hmm. that's what they were going to invest. So she and her son started this business. And now she's helping women globally to build businesses that could never go to work before, maybe a housewife or a single moms or whatever mm -hmm. it would be. And so that's uh, just continued through through the generations. So I just think that is just so incredible. And it goes back to like, I'm sure she felt some type of fear wanting to move forward. But look, if you don't do it, then you're always going to think, what if I did do it? Right, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. I remember one time I was... Uh, 
uh, actually speaking to a young businessman and uh, it was actually speaking to him prophetically and uh, one of the things that the Lord had spoken to him through me was that uh, faith is risky business but mm -hmm. it's never a gamble. Right. And I'm telling you that just bounced back on me. I said, thank you, Lord. I'll take that one for myself. Faith is risky business, but it's never a gamble. So you're not, you're not like shooting craps, hoping right. God answers you, but it does take risk to get out of the boat and do something you've never done before. Absolutely. So if we do that, we'll get some good results. Uh, you know, another thing I was thinking about and. Uh, uh, I, you know, I can't actually remember her name, but she was the architect for Hertz Castle. He hired her uh, out of the clear blue sky of all of the male architects that were around, and yet he chose a woman to help mm -hmm. build Hearst Castle, which is still, I don't know if you've ever been on a tour through Hearst Castle. It's, mm -hmm. it's really wonderful, so I'd suggest you go do that. Her name was Julia Morgan. And so, uh, you know, when, when you think about that, and now we find more and more female architects. Right. So, you know, there are certain work fields that uh, women tend to, to stay back from because they don't see the popularity for women, mm -hmm. such as law enforcement, right. fire department. And, you know, I'm not a big promote, prom, proponent of women's lib by any means, but I am a great proponent of that women can do whatever they put their heart to do because God's designed us to achieve. Absolutely. And and um, just like Julia Morgan, you know, what, what did this uh, milliner see in her that obviously she inspired, there was something that she promote, either promoted herself, put herself out there. How did he know about her? Right, right? exactly. And so she, he obviously saw her talent. Right. And that's what goes back to living taking a step forward and not living in fears because you want to show your talents. Very good, very good. And she had a spirit of excellence. Yes. So, you know, come on, we have to work on our, our excellence mm -hmm. level, not perfection. Perfection's not what we're after, we're right. after excellence. Yes. So, okay. And then another one that I loved is Sarah Breedlove. I don't know if any of you have heard of her, but if I mention this, you probably have. She was the first female self-made millionaire in the U.S. in the early 1900s. She founded her company, Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing, uh, which uh, manufactured African-American hair products. Isn't that incredible? So she was also known as an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and an activist. Listen, don't let race, don't let culture, don't let let anything that society tries to hold you back stand in your way. We must just follow the dream in our heart. And you know, God's put big dreams in us, so. Yes, he has. Absolutely. There is a series of C.J. Walker, uh -huh. and it talks about her story. She walks through the store, so I recommend that too. Uh, what was the name of it again? <laughs> uh, it's a series, I don't remember if it's on Netflix or, okay. yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. but C.J. Morgan. So yes. please, uh, you know, if you if you watch these different things and you read articles and you you just look at all these different things, then you're going to to really encourage yourself. So do a little research, get into some background on certain things, and celebrate what God is doing through women. Yes, so fantastic. Another one that I love is Anne Anna Bissell. 
Now that one, you might say Bissell. Hmm, I've heard of Bissell before. Sure we have. It's the vacuum cleaners. So she took over her husband's uh, vacuum company in 1889 uh, and uh, after her husband's death and she became the first female CEO in the U.S. Can wow. you imagine? And so, you know, maybe we're speaking to some people that uh, are women that have lost their spouse. That doesn't mean that your day is over. It may just mean that your future may look a little bit different, but it doesn't mean it's stopped. So take a hold of what you have. Take a hold of what you've invested in and don't back down. Uh, and then how about Jeanette Rankin? Now there's one that maybe some of you haven't heard about, but she was the first woman to be elected to a federal office in the U.S., now listen, this was prior to women having the right to vote. Wow, that was, that was amazing. And uh, so she was elected in 1916 to the House of Representatives. That's pretty amazing. So we're seeing today, of course, we're seeing a lot more women in politics. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm going to personally really encourage all of you to get involved in some kind of leadership position. Uh, whether it would be as a school board or just a PTA mom. I mean, you can do all kinds of different things. Get involved in your local church. Uh, get involved in city government. Get involved in city council. I mean, start someplace. Right. Go get, get online and find out what it's all about and how you can be involved. Uh, we need people that are God-fearing, that are God-loving, that have a core values of integrity to get involved in these things. Don't, don't let just anyone, any place, just come and take us the wrong direction. Let your voice be heard. Break the glass ceiling. Go for it. Go for it, ladies. Go for it. Absolutely. And I think even just saying, well, why me, right? Well, if not you, then who? That's exactly right. Exactly and who's going to do it? So right. uh, sometimes we have to just take a leap of faith. And That's just, true. Yeah. Risky business. Yeah, risky business. <laughs> it's risky business, but it, it pays off. Uh, and the last one I just kind of wanted to, to bring out was uh, in, in Scripture, uh, in Numbers 27, verses 1 through 11, there's such an incredible... A instance here of the daughters of Z Zalevohad, and so I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but but we'll call him Zeph. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Zalevohad, and so he had four daughters. But the law of Moses at that time was the fact that men were the ones that had the inheritance for the family properties mm -hmm. and for uh, all of their. Uh, uh, lands and, and, and property. And, and so having four daughters, they said, wait a minute, this is not a just thing. So they went to, to Moses and went before uh, those that were uh, in, in position in the temple and they, they made their case and mm -hmm. brought their petition before him. And he said, this is, this is not right that as just as women, we're going to lose our inheritance. And then it would go to the cousins or the other mm -hmm. portions of of relatives and so as they were speaking their case Moses heard it and and with that petition rather than just taking that status quo he actually took it to prayer and he asked God for the solution and God pronounced that the daughters were correct in their claim and the property was divided 
evenly between the sisters. So don't let just things that seem like that's the way it's always happened mm -hmm. shut you down. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. But uh, God can change the course of history for you, but you have to stand up and have courage. Really out there for you. Mm -hmm. So, hey, those are just a few just simple, simple, simple illustrations of others who have broken the glass ceiling. And you know what? Every one of those, if you look at them, because they broke the glass ceiling, mm -hmm. we're able to get in yeah. and we can take it further because the glass ceiling just keeps presenting itself over and over again. But we can break the next level so that our children and our children's children yes. The generations to come, all of our legacy, then can follow us and break it even further. And it's everybody paved the way for even us to be here. Oh, there so was somebody true. that did it for us. So true. And I know through our conversation, you talked about um, would God ask you to to be the latter? Yes. Yes. And so for me, is I I took that a little bit for myself because God has blessed me in so many ways in my career that. I do want to see other women succeed so more, more higher than I have ever so will good. be. And so that's really been my journey in the next, like for my futures, I see encouraging other women to uh, follow their dreams and so in their careers or and whatever they're doing, especially in the people that, with the people that we work with. That is so good. I, I pray that you all get the vision for that for yourself yeah, as well. Absolutely. Uh, what Leslie was talking about was I at one point I was asking the Lord, well, what am I supposed to do now? Because I'm in a, a great season of transition and role responsibility in many different areas. And so uh, not knowing what it all looks like, you know, I have to walk it out. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to walk it out, I have to get direction from the Lord. So I asked him, well, what is my role responsibility? And he said to me so clearly and so plainly and so gentle and yet so firm all at the same time. <laughs> and he said, Kathy, hold the ladder. And I just went, oh, wow. Because when you hold the ladder, you bring stability for others to climb up. Absolutely. And so uh, you may be in that position in your own life right now, right. but don't be discouraged because the more that you help others to gain uh, a place that can get further along than you, the, the more you've succeeded in life. That's all part of legacy. Yep. So we can do it. Yes. We can do it. Yes, I agree. Yes. yes. So Leslie, thank you so much for being with thank us you. again today. I know that... Uh, the, the listeners today have gained many, many keys and uh, some real wisdom nuggets. So you put those things to work and you're able to go back and re-listen to uh, what was said today. Absolutely. Take it to heart. Put it to use. Use the key. Open up doors that weren't yeah. open in the, in the previous situ situations for you. Breaking those glass right. ceilings and then take those keys and lock some doors that maybe you were walking in things that were not productive. It'll be a great journey for you. So have a great journey. Thank you again, Thank Leslie, you so for being for here. And here. we will see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Keys to Life podcast. If this episode inspired you, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We want to hear all about how God is speaking to you directly. Another way to show your support would be to screenshot, post, and tag us at Life Builder Seminars. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
We are so excited to continue this journey with you. Until next time, may these keys unlock your freedom and transformation.